Well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Episode 78 of No Brains, No Headache podcast starts right now. We say welcome to the show, grab a beer, relax, and we hope you enjoy the next 70 minutes. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel, and shortly I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Matt Cleary and Alec Larson. On today's show, we had Las Vegas Raiders superfan and recurring guest Scar on. He was here to tell us all about the Raiders' tumultuous season with all the distractions, how they're handling it, how the fans have received everything going on, and how they're going to fare the rest of the season. We also give some predictions for our favorite football teams to see if they are going to make the NFL playoffs in 2021 as we come up on the halfway point of the season so far. The interview is brought to you by our sponsors, Heart River Spirits. After the interview, we get into Cleary's comments, the segment where we banter about random things. Matt gave us a few million-dollar ideas that were dynamite, as always. And, believe it or not, we had quite the debate on whether your milk is spoiled or not. Tune in and tag along with us as we talk about random things in our segment. Cleary's comments, if you enjoy that segment, then you might enjoy our social media where you should follow us for even more content at NBNH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. There you can see all sorts of shenanigans like the purple glasses Matt was wearing earlier with his denim hat. It was quite the spectacle. If you're following me along on social media, you probably saw it. That's the perks you get by doing so. Right now you may be listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it may be. Make sure you're following along so you don't miss any episodes. Then when you're comfortable, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. You know, Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Nobody said a bad thing yet. You can be that first person to do so, but I doubt it. Because this is No Brains, No Headache Podcast, Episode 78. Brought to you by Heart River Spirits, home of Big Dog Distillery and Big Dog Tiki Bar. Coming soon to the Bismarck, North Dakota area. This is an NBNH Media Production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. We now welcome on our guest this week. He is a recurring guest. Quite possibly one of the biggest Raiders fans in all of the land. It is Scar. Scar, welcome back to No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Joining us from out in California, correct? Yes. Well, how's how's California doing right now? What's the status of California? Um, you'll see on Monday Night Football tonight, we're going to get blanketed in fog again for about the fourth night in a row. Um, that's been a trip. Other than that, though, it's nice because you can... Uh, Is it from too many people to s- vaping? It could be. If you look at the uh, parts of the map where it's getting extra foggy, you know, makes sense. I want to talk about some of the current events happening with your Raiders. I want your first thoughts on 
John Gruden getting the old axe? Um, I mean, I, I always find it funny when the NFL tries to play morality police and it never takes more than a couple hours to blow up in their face for doing so. Is It took like four hours after the uh, initial report broke um, for someone to come forth uh, anonymously and say the NFL had known about these emails since June. So it was no issue all summer and half the fall, but the second the Raiders are winning, now it's an issue. So that was where it was like, you can't even say this about morality when you just sit on it for a couple months. And it was amazing the effort they've gone through to keep the other 59,995 emails quiet, but just five sent by one guy. Those are the ones they wanted to focus on. So I'm not bummed he's suing the league because obviously, you know, if there's that, there's going to be more to it. And the fact that that's what came out of an investigation that had nothing to do with it um, leads you to believe there's going to be a lot that comes out of this. And this will be like chapter one of, you know, there's a lot of chapters to come from this same story that all started with a um, workplace investigation behind the scenes in Washington and the fact that it already strayed off into Las Vegas with five emails leads you to believe that pretty much everything is on the table right now. And I think if nothing else came out of John Gruden making insane amount of money as head coach and as the uh, color commentator. You know, he's a play-by-play guy for Monday Night Football. Um, I don't think the NFL would be able to buy him out of the courthouse. I think he's in. I think right now, you know, if he's got plenty of money, he's got nothing to lose. He'll probably never coach again. I just don't think there's any leverage the NFL could have that would keep him out of court or make them settle out of court. So it leads me to believe that um, this is just the beginning. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. But I want to talk about how the new Raiders stadium is. Give me your first thoughts on walking into it. Um, I still haven't been. Yeah, um, Matt, he's going to all the road games this year. Do your research. There you go. There you go. This guy knows. Well, let's uh, let's not I, jump to conclusions too quick. The whole you know John Gruden thing uh, it deserves more than about three minutes of airtime. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting if you remember kind of when it started surfacing. Uh, Mike Tarico, one of his longtime colleagues, Monday Night Football. You know, worked with him a bunch before he got fired, but after things started surfacing, he said, you know, I worked next to John all this time and never thought of him to be a bad guy. He never, he never acted the way that those emails portrayed him to be. So I just, do you think that's interesting of, you know, ESPN looking back at, wow, we hired that guy, and was that not happening around that time? Or 
you know, Mike Tirico says these comments one moment and then he gets fired the next. What's Mike Tirico saying? So that was another thing I found interesting. Um, none of the players that he had previously coached outside of one or two that he, the one that I'll name drop because this one was obvious. Um, I was living in Florida at the time and this was a headline every week. I mean, it was one of those little side op-ed pieces every week, but him and Keyshawn Johnson did not get along from day one. And that was the only guy who jumped on him. And, you know, if there was ever a chance to jump on him, that would have been it. But a lot of people came out uh, publicly and said, you know, I never felt this w- that this was the guy that was my coach at one time. Uh, two of the big names on that side of the fence that come to mind that made public statements were Charles Woodson and Tim Brown. And those guys played for him for a while. Um, neither one of them had a bad word to say. And I found it funny. Um, the same thing. Here's another side chapter that, you know, a lot of the emails came out between 2011 and I think they said like 14, 15 was like, the bulk of the ones they were looking at the whole time. Yeah. He was employed by ESPN. They were, they seemed, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if you watch it back during the halftime that Monday night of that Monday night game, and they broke the story uh, that Gruden was out and just how reprehensible he was. uh, They seemed excited. was probably a word I'd use maybe not so much like excited in the sense that they were happy about it, but they did seem ready to jump on him. And then by midnight Pacific, uh, somebody found evidence of Adam Schefter, who was the uh, voice who broke the story. Who, like I said, I would say excited fits the bill for how he was um, giving the news, they found somebody found evidence of him uh, secretly corresponding with, uh, I believe it was Bruce, yeah, it was Bruce Allen, who's who these emails were also sent to from Gruden to make sure that when he broke a story about Washington, that it was how Bruce Allen wanted it broken. So, in other words, he was manipulating headlines. And, you know, to say, to be all excited because, oh, this guy's reprehensible and this and that, and you look at some of the headlines that are absolutely reprehensible league-wide and how Adam Schefter is always, you know, first guy on, on the spot. You know, it's always either him or Ian Rappaport and to know that it's like, well, what else or who else did you talk to like that? Where you said, Hey, is, is this how we want this to break? I'm going to say this. And is this okay with you? And, you know, in the way of journalistic integrity, there is none to me after that. So I did find that odd that, you know, ESPN employees and, uh, then and now, excited to break the news seemingly but yet ESPN took no ownership in the fact that he wasn't the Raiders head coach when a lot of these emails were being sent out in fact he wasn't 
a head coach. He was an ESPN commentator. So it was kind of like, you know, they almost played this holier than now image out to everybody. Meanwhile, they were employing the guy when it was, when it was happening and there was not a word mentioned about that. Yeah. It's interesting how all these uh, facts come out, the arrangement, they come out, how they're worded um, and how, you know, years ago, Things were all, you know, roses, and now it's different. Now, for some reason, yeah. it's different. But you know, we could go on forever. Thank you for your uh, sharing your opinion on John Gruden. It's always tough when your favorite football team, for whatever reason, has to let go of a head coach. Usually it's per- for performance issues. But the Raiders were pretty hot for a while there. Uh, they were number two in the AFC uh, rankings at one point. Now they're sitting at five and four. Uh, they're just outside of the playoff picture, uh, outside looking in. They've also handled a shitload of off-the-field stuff, John Gruden being one, but I think the one that we're all thinking of is Henry Ruggs. you mind sharing your thoughts on just kind of what went through your mind when all that news broke, how you're feeling, and on top of that, how the Raiders are handling all this stuff and still trying to play football and still... I mean, they're sitting at five and four. They're not out of it. How are they still handling all this stuff? Yeah, it's it's tough because at the end of the day, it's like twenty two year old kid who I think he yeah twenty two yep. twenty two twenty three and, and life as he knew it is over and it just was so random and didn't make any sense. Um, I knew people who met the kid going to school at Alabama and they, they said, you know, there were certain guys on that team on the teams he went to school with. He say, well, that's kind of to be expected or it was less of a case of if and more of a case of when, but you know, he had never had a traffic ticket and then just bam overnight life as he knows it is over. It was just such a sad deal because you think like, it's, I'll never envy that spot where, you know, these guys go from, why do these guys go from just growing up with nothing to millions overnight? And some of them, you know, they can't trust people they grew up with their whole lives. So all of a sudden everything changes. And I just wish, you know, going forward that um, NFL itself would, and they advocate like rideshare, use this, use that. And apparently they had cut back on it a little bit. And none of it's an excuse, but, you know, you hope going forward, NFL advocates, um, make friends outside of football. And, you know, whether it be a neighbor or somebody, just have somebody you can trust. Because let's face it, these guys are going to do regrettable things. You know, a lot of them are kids at the end of the day. A lot of the headlines don't come from 33, 34-year-old guys doing this stuff. It's the 22, 23, 24-year-old guys who are like just out of college. It's like, oh, no. So you hope going forward that the NFL just comes to terms with, all right, you guys are going to do regrettable stuff. You know if you contact the team, the team finds out about it. Um, you know, something like this. We're out, top golf two in the morning, week of a game, team's going to discipline you for it. 
but you know, if you make friends outside of football that are not in it to, you know, expose you to make you the next TMZ headline, it just like people who look out for them. You think like they've got all the resources in the world at that point to uh, find people like that, that they can trust where maybe they say, you know what? I just, I made a bad decision tonight. It was out of the bar. It's like three in the morning. It's got practice at nine. Uh, so and so, like I said, maybe the neighbor, can you get me home? And then, you know, it's not, well, I was suspended for two weeks. Then I got depressed, went on a bender. Then I got a DUI. And then, you know, it just, it seems like it's so much easier to spiral out of control that way. But I just hope from this, uh, the NFL really looks less like, you know, disciplining guys. And sure, they deserve to be more so like looking after 22, 23, 24-year-old kids and I guess just noticing that, you know, the difference in lifestyle change overnight, there's there's nothing else like it. You know, even as a, you know, a surgeon, um, it, it, that's probably the only – day job that makes NFL money, but and even then it's not that much, but you know, it doesn't go from just sleeping out of my car one night to bought the biggest house on the highest hill the next. And, you know, it, it was really a sad deal. It's just, it's one of those mistakes you can't undo. And for somebody of any age, let alone just, you know, guy couldn't even rent a car is now just done. Like everything's done. So that was really tough to see. I think too, it's, it's one of those circumstances where I guarantee it happens a lot more around the league than we actually think. But this was one mm-hmm. of those circumstances where it came back, where a life was lost and there was damage done. And I think it happens a lot more than people think. It's just whether there's an accident or there's circumstances that come up that it's been found that they did it. Yeah. And you know, for better or worse, a lot of these kids, you know, they were the best player on their high school team. They're the best player on their college team or one of the best. And I I've seen it firsthand. They're treated preferentially to, say like a mayor even. So you think of like this illusion of grandeur you'd get in your head where it's like, I, I just, I'm above everything. And same thing, you know, not to excuse anything, but the mindset, you got to reel in on somebody in their young, early twenties where it's like, I know the last six to eight years of your life, you've been treated like you walk on water and in some people's eyes you do, but, you know, how you're treated in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the rest of the world's not going to treat you that way, you know? So you got to be ready to adjust to that. And you got to know that. And like I said, you got to make, I wish, like I said, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. You can't make friends for people, but I just would hope like with the rookie symposium, I think that's a great thing, but I've never sat in and listened, but like as somebody of, or just recently of that age, you really wish they would advocate. Cause like you said, you know, it happens a lot where, you know, 
so-and-so is out till 3.30 in the morning, two nights before a game. Yep. Believe it or not, they are human too. Where you think, like, instead of that, where the player just does everything imaginable to not get in trouble with the team, his, his mindset is, I just can't get in trouble with the team. Instead of that, um, do it where it's like, we just can't have you getting in trouble, period. Like, you know, the, the team still comes second to uh, real life. Like, we can't have you jeopardizing yourself or other people. And we need you to have somebody that, you know, arrange whatever you have to make sure, you know, whatever you got to do, you've got somebody there in your market that looks out for you. Because another illusion, too, is well, a lot of these guys play close to home. It's like, no, no, they don't. A lot of them live, you know, over a thousand miles from home. And if some of them have probably never been, probably never been to the city they played in. So it's brand new. And, you know, you get 28, 30, you get five, six years there. Yeah, you make some friends. But I, I think right out of the gate, you just, you need the one where it's like, I can trust this guy. Day, night, weekday, weekend, he'll look after me. if nothing else. And I don't, like I said, I'm not entirely sure how you arrange that, but I would hope that NFL looks into that going forward, just, you know, to help these kids with the adjustment period of like living on a college campus and walking on water to this is now real life. And like this stuff, you know, might do something wrong or illegal every day for 10 years. And then, you know, on day one of year 11, you finally get caught or you might, it just might be one time, one bad night and you can never undo it. Like in rugs case or, you know, from the most part, I never heard anything about him being a troublemaker or, you know, doing stuff that could jeopardize other people. But yeah, that's, you know, you get to that age and all it takes is one bad night and you can never undo it. Well, the Raiders are currently sitting at five and four. They can't undo the last nine games they played, but how do you think they're looking going forward? Are they going to make a playoff push and end this two-game skid they're currently on? It's it's tough to say. You hear a phrase like, this is a week-to-week league, and it never really set in until this year. Uh, speaking of Mike Tirico, I want to say it was him who pointed out um, I think it was last night that I wanted to, if it's happened, I believe it was 1971 was the last time this early in the season, every AFC team had at least two losses. And, you know, you look at you know, certain teams, like I think the best example right now is the bills last eight days. They lost to the Jaguars then beat the Jets by 30-plus. So, you know, they played two very similar teams in the way of roster build and, I guess, expectations. And one week they lose, one week they win by 30. And the same thing with us where you get rolling there out of the gates. You know, you're, you're beating the Ravens. You beat the Steelers on the road. You beat the Dolphins and feel like you're on cloud nine, and then our losses are to the 
we have lost to the Giants and Bears where you just you look at it now, it's like, how did that happen? Yeah, how do you <laughs> lose to the Giants? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it definitely uh, had something to do with four field goal tries within 25 yards. That would probably do it. I would describe Unless. this year's NFL as volatile because yes. you don't know who's going to beat who. We literally just had... The Redskins beat the Bucks, and my Panthers beat the Cardinals, who, granted, they're playing with a backup quarterback, but Cardinals were a far better team than them. Yeah. Every week, it just seems... The first month of the season, I pick every game, and I was rolling, like, probably one of my best months ever picking games. This last month... I can't even get a winning record to pick a week. Uh, every every week now, it's like six and eight is what I end up at. So it's I don't I have no answers for what could happen in the last two months. Well, I all of our teams right now are kind of in the same spot. My poor Vikings are four and five in the first spot outside of the playoffs in the hunt. Matt's team is five and five on the last. NFC playoff seed. And you got your Raiders who are in the same boat as the Vikings. Uh, before we end the interview, let's all go around and tell our listeners if our teams are going to make the playoffs. But first, this interview is courtesy of Heart River Spirits, made right here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Heart River Spirits has certified craft distilled spirits recognized by the American Distilling Institute. So far, we've had the rum, including spiced, silver, coconut, and cinnamon. They're all delicious and been firing up some amazing cocktails with them. And they also have a really smooth vodka that is being perfected as we speak. Stay tuned for more updates on the new tasting room, Big Dog Distillery with the Big Dog Tiki Bar opening soon. And always give our generous sponsors a follow on all social media platforms to stay up to date on new announcements and ways to get your very own bottle of Heart River Spirits for yourself. Must be 21+. plus. Please drink responsibly. Scar, we'll start with you. Are the Raiders going to make the playoffs? This is Monday after Week 9, crucial point of the season, practically the midway point. What do you think? I'm going to speak it into existence and say yes. I just think for as unpredictable as this year is, you know, if they were a team that were perennial playoff team over the last 10 years, I would probably not feel good about it. But because of how unpredictable this year is, I am going to say they are going to shock some people and make playoffs. The Raiders fan says the Raiders are going to the playoffs. Let's turn to the Panthers fan. This guy is the most optimistic person I've ever met. But I will immediately bail on them if they start to lose. So uh, I was like, I'm pumped. They got Cam back, and until he proves otherwise, Cam for Cam's MVP. Back. Yeah, Cam for MVP. I mean, the Sam Darnold for MVP got shut down only because of injury and not because of his fucking terrible performance. But... I think, like, yeah, I think we could make a run at this thing. Our defense is, like, top five in the league. As long as the other team scores zero points and we accidentally kick a field goal, I think we could limp our way to, like, a 10-7 and seven season. 
the sixth spot in the playoffs, and maybe accidentally win a couple games and go to a Super Bowl. What the hell? Wow, I was not expecting that. I was expecting Matt to say a big fat no to the Panthers going to the playoffs. Um, surprise, surprise, the bias is coming out here on the podcast. The Raiders are going, the Panthers are going, and the Vikings are also going to the playoffs because a little thing that we Vikings fans call Purple Purgatory. Now, if you haven't heard of Purple Purgatory, it's very simple. The Vikings are always a good enough team to be in the hunt and in the playoff mix, but never good enough to win a Super Bowl. So why is that purgatory? Because you never get a good enough draft pick to change the organization, and you never reach the ultimate goal of the NFL, that is winning a Super Bowl. Vikings make the playoffs and will promptly lose to the Packers in the first round on the road when Kellen Mond is forced to play because Kirk Cousins got injured in Week 18. You heard it here first. No Brains, No Headache podcast. Interview with Scar. Last thing I got to say before we let you go. I mean, you're not a big drinker. That's fine to each their own. But we got the Heart River Spirits, and you've tried them. What do you think of the Heart River Spirits? So, like you said, not huge on drinking, and I'm even less on hard liquor. So, tough crowd with me. And I tried it. I've tried all the flavors. I've even tried some of the experimental flavors. And I've yet to have one that was not good. Um, the four flavors right now are all great. I'm also not big on playing favorites, but if I had to play favorites, <laughs> coconut is really good. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one's tough to top. That guy, um, it got uh, got after the podcast last Monday night. Started out with some <laughs> coconut rum and uh, ended the night playing Connect Four. There we go, man. Well, hell yeah, Scar. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your thoughts as a Raiders fan through their tumultuous 2021 season. Um, I know it's tough, but hang in there. And to all of our listeners, just like Scar, hey, you might not be the biggest drinker, you might not be the biggest rum fan, but hey, check out our Heart River Spirits. They're great sponsors, interviews sponsored by Heart River Spirits, and we're going to keep you up to date on that. So, Scar, thank you for coming on the show once again. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Unless they're playing the Panthers and go Panthers. (laughs) (laughs) There's something in the air as we're here in the dugout studio for the segment I like to call Cleary's Comments. I'm with Matt Cleary and Alec Larson. This is the segment where we banter about random things. So let's just get random with it right away. Matt, what do you got for me? Let me paint a picture for you guys. Great. Let's say this could be in Europe or the United States. If you weren't allowed in a certain state, and that consisted of the airspace too. So it's like if you got in trouble in Wyoming or Colorado or something, and you couldn't even fly over their state, so you had to like look at flights to go around that state. Mm. Is that a real thing? No. But what if it was? What are I, you talking about? I get what he's saying. Like, you, if if it was like you could not go all the way up 
Yeah, so you like couldn't state. fly over Wyoming if you got like a felony in Wyoming or something. Just a Hunger Games flight situation. That's maybe where I got it from. I did watch a Hunger Games clip on YouTube. Just subconsciously got it from that. Yeah, <laughs> such a good movie. Good yeah, book. Uh, I don't know where you get your weed from, but that guy is delivering. Good lord, what are we talking? About? <laughs> Clary's comments. Now just wait till I get to my million dollar ideas. You're gonna want to throw me off a bridge. Enough! <laughs> Do you want my head to explode? Well, let's just you know keep her chugging along. Might as well. A couple fallacies. I like to clear up any mistakes I or we have made in past episodes. This is a pretty good one. Uh, last week, I claimed that Nashville was in Kentucky. So, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I was, you were talking about Nashville, and I made a Kentucky comment in full reference of well, that Ten- being the Tennessee state that and Nashville Kentucky is are pretty close, They're like an so, hour yeah. away from each other. Yeah, well, I mean, I made the mistake. Okay, I don't, I don't want to ever lie to our listeners. I'm not going to start now. I apologize. I didn't know the geo. I see the map in the studio is behind me. And I think that's the problem, is that's why I thought Nashville was in Kentucky. And that's, that's fair. So, yeah, that's fallacy from last week's episode. I just wanted to clear the air so people didn't look at me <laughs> all funny. Um, one thing you can do if you enjoy the podcast, leave us an Apple podcast review. Uh, I don't make the rules Apple Podcast just has a fucking monopoly on the review game. But head on over, make sure you're subscribing, and then leave a review just like our fan Wootski21. Matt and Jordan are a great tandem. You can tell that they have been lifelong friends, and their bond comes out in the show. Their segments are laugh-out-loud funny, and the Olympics are always creative the TLC Olympic segment was truly brilliant. Best part of the week is when the new episodes come out. These guys are hilarious. I'd rate it eight stars if I could. Five stars, great show. Lots of laughs. Thank you for the review. We also have Outdoors Guy 899. Hilarious show, five stars. Longtime listener, first time reviewer. They say laughter is the best medicine will write me a prescription for more NBNH. Need more cowbell. Need more No Brains, No Headache podcast. Thank you to the reviews. Follow in their footsteps. Head on over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Alec, what the fuck did you put good milk on the rundown for? Good milk. Oh, oh, this is good. So, I had to open my refrigerator and smell my milk. You know, like everybody does with... You gotta test it. Was it, next, was it next to the bowl that was just full of a stick of butter? That no and it was, <laughs> actually, yes. But think about it. Does anybody know what good milk smells like? You know, like when you look at the expiration date, you automatically are like, oh, crap, it expired like yesterday or it expires tomorrow. And that's around the time when you smell it. And you're like, okay, this is bad. You just do you ever smell bad. it? Yeah. Do you ever smell like? Does anybody pick up milk and just smell it first before they even looking at the expiration date? Is a good rule of rule of thumb: no smell equals okay. Because like, 
feel like good milk doesn't have too much of a smell to it. It does, but yeah, I think it's yeah, it's just like, like okay, oh, if it, if I it think as long as it doesn't smell like freaking dick cheese, then. But, do, but how do we know that good milk doesn't smell like just dick cheese? <laughs> like, does anybody actually know what good milk smells like? Be like Kevin Malone on The <laughs> Office when he's like, oh, Andy's been gone for three months, and I've just been slowly drinking his gallon of milk. <laughs> Big, chunky, lemon-flavored milk. And I'm like, no, no, real, <laughs> real quick, does dick cheese come from a cheese dick? Is that how I'm Ooh, understanding that? Dick cheese. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want your milk smelling smelling like dick cheese. Does the dick cheese come from the cheese dick? It's just true. Did you guys ever go milk the cow at the zoo? The imaginary cow that only had water coming out into that five gallon bucket. Or are they just gonna fill it up with milk every week? <laughs> or at least milk get some yeah, milk. yeah. It's just the same guy that takes shits in the hair. <laughs> go. Yeah, I gotta go take this five gallon drum, fifty five gallon drum of milk to the cow at the zoo. <laughs> And then I gotta run down to the heritage Two center jobs. and take a dump in the buffalo exhibit. It's bison. What the fuck? The <laughs> North American buffalo is the bison show. In some respect, uh, I think I I exactly agree with your good milk comment because. You never know what it's... You don't smell it until it's too late and then you're in your head. Like, I've definitely probably poured out just fine milk before because I, like, you know... I don't know. Psych myself out. Like, yeah, this is terrible milk. It's totally fine. Yeah, I think it's good for... uh, Milk is good for a week after the best buy date. Yeah, I think we've conditioned our bodies too well that we can't handle anything anymore. I mean, look at all... Look at the dairy epidemic going on. Maybe we need to drink old milk more often to get our bodies used to. I don't know. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. All right. PSA: Everyone, start drinking unpasteurized milk and see what it does for your immune system. Nipples is just fine, but. And who's making extra? Fuck the COVID vaccine. Unpasteurized milk. How do they? If it comes from a different cow, how do you make an expiration date? Do they all expire at the same time? At and when does that start? Is it the second that it comes out of the cow? Then it can start expiring? Do you realize the process that that milk has to go to before they put it into the bottle? Not a damn clue. Yeah, do you, you realize what that milk goes through before <laughs> you're not, you eat four bowls of cereal <laughs> yeah, for yeah. supper one yeah, night? Do you think, do you think, fa- do you think farmers just like, a dairy farmer is just like, ah, shit. Out of need to fill up some milk in my cereal and just goes out to the cow and squirts the milk in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not? Well, I was thinking when you when I first saw good milk here, uh, we I was just watching a video on YouTube where they eat something hot, and of course they always bring out milk. That milk always looks so good and refreshing when they're just like dying from something hot in their mouth, and they're just like, "Oh, this milk's delicious. It looks great." The best milk, I think, is the milk after you go in a sauna. Drink milk after it. Post-sauna milk. Okay. (laughs) I I disagree. I think hangover milk is the best milk. I wake up hungover, and 90% of the time, because I'm always broke, I have only milk. I hate drinking water. I'm going to disagree with both of you yeah. and put a kibosh to this argument. <laughs> Chocolate milk is the best milk you eat. <laughs> Have you ever had strawberry milk? <laughs> no. Or Danimals yogurt? Wait. 
Now we're talking about yogurt. It's a really thin yogurt, so basically milk. No, they're making all the sorts of like uh, cereal flavored milk now, and it's it's not milk; it's just sugar water. Nesquik. Nesquik, yeah, yeah. chocolate milk. Or did you guys ever just have like the white milk? Also, white milk, pretty racist. Um, white milk. <laughs> yeah, you're racist? the first person in the world to find white crud. <laughs> <laughs> or then you just put the Hershey's chocolate in it. Yes, that was always like my go-to as a kid. And it was I never like, as good as just buying yeah. Hershey's. Yeah, I don't know why milk. I said that was always my go-to. I maybe did it twice. Such a cop out. I mean, no, it looks great. The milk, you gotta watch out. Pasteurize or up to your nipples. Where do you want it? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know how you like your milk. You you drink your milk how you want your milk. I don't tell you how to drink your milk. That's I, a, I think I go months at a time without drinking milk. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I buy milk maybe once a year when I just plow through a bunch of cereal and that's it. I have it on hand so I can drink it and make mac and cheese and that's it. Are you the straight out of the, the jug guy? Yes. I mean, respect. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. buy and drink milk, why waste a dish? You know? Did you guys ever have milk delivered when you were kids? No. No. Have because the milk van? We used to have that at my house. We had this tin in front of our house. We have the tin, but my, I think it's just for decoration. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Alex just taking or the shit. Or did he just stop coming to give my parents milk? <laughs> how do they do that? How did that work? I don't know. Summertime. How like did hot I, milk just <laughs> hot milk? <laughs> Come yeah, home, you know what the best milk. kind of milk is? Hot milk. <laughs> yeah, Can I get a warm good. glass of milk? It helps me go to sleep. <laughs> get a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna get into my next one I had this idea that I wanted to go to Panama And kayak through the Panama Canal I didn't realize that the Panama Canal Is 48 miles long um, not very much So I don't want to do that anymore Because of the distance? I thought it was like 2 miles Or the fact that it's a fucking canal And you're in a kayak I think if you pay the fee you can go through it Yeah, that would be like on that um, Have you ever seen like the End of the Wild? movie or the book of course christian yes. candlest where he like he has to wait like five years or something to get on a list to kayak through the canal and then he does what any red-blooded american would do and he just goes and kayaks anyway yeah i don't understand that's very, why would you, you have type to type in can you kayak the first thing that pops up is can you kayak while pregnant can you <laughs> i don't know no, i kind of want to know can you yeah, <laughs> can you kayak at night Sure, you can. Sure, you could do all of these things, but there might be repercussions. So, in the ca- in, in the Panama Canal, where is Wait, that? At? What did you what did you call it? In the Panama Canal. I didn't know Panama had fourteen syllables. Panama Canal. It's like an anatomy. It's like Mississippi. Double up everything. P A A N N A A M M. And you just Panama. asked where the Panama Canal is. It is in Panama. Where's Panama at? I just tried to look at a map of the United States to find that. <laughs> where is Panama at? It's just not on that map. It's just north of South America. It connects South America and North America. Wouldn't it be? Well, it's a canal. Stop looking in, at the U.S. Pa- map. Panama. It's not <laughs> close. If dumb Alaska wasn't so far cut off up there. It is not close at all. You're looking at Baja, California. 
So are you kayaking the Panama Canal? Or no, who, who I decided is? I decided against it since it's forty eight miles long. You were gonna. You at one point wanted to kayak the Panama Canal. Am I understanding that correctly? Yep. That's not that, that you, long. You hate. You don't like sunlight. You don't like going outside. Yeah. Walk from your garage to your car every morning. I mean, Probably I don't know beer Matt would have to have for 48 miles in a I don't car. think you can, like, <laughs> stop either, because I think it's just walls, so you just have to keep floating and ask people to, like, throw you stuff down. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, what, kind of, no what kind of scenery are you looking at? I don't know. Probably just get run over by a cruise ship going through it. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, well, wait, you can go on a cruise ship through the Panama Canal? I think so. It's huge. Why would you want to do it on a little boat when you could... Alec, it's cheaper to buy a kayak than it is to buy an entire cruise ship. So, Matt, just just go camp. So let's. How about you start with like camping or perhaps a hike in my around the block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a walk. I was just gonna known as a walk. Camp in my backyard and come in in the middle of the night. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. It's like our our idea to host an alone series in your backyard and see out of me, you, and Hef. <laughs> Who could last the longest in your backyard? <laughs> and we see alone. <laughs> yeah. What did you bring? Uh, I got sixty-five Cloverdale hot dogs. <laughs> got, oh. I got cheese puffs from Costco. So Just have got, you guys watched that show? It's, yeah. Yeah. The g- people are insane. I would tap out immediately. Yeah. In his gotta, own backyard. <laughs> yeah. I looked up the rules. Like the ten items that you can bring. Or like a list there you can bring ten out of the twelve items that they provide for yeah. you. It's yeah. I've looked at the list. It's longer than twelve items. There's like thirty items that you can bring, but it's like a certain amount. It's like you can have an air you can bring a bow and arrow, but it has to be a certain kind and you only get like eight arrows. Well, Some guy just took down like a bull moose. Well, and you day. still have to abide by like all the hunting laws. Like all those contestants I'm sure have to have all of their Hunting licenses and tags and permits in and the they event they do. The animal every time. The one guy ki- shot a moose. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he won, naturally. <laughs> Sorry to ruin it. Yeah. The, the Roland guy stabbed an ox with a knife. Oh, yeah, dude. Roland, his mom died before the show started, and he didn't go to her funeral to prep for the show. Really? Yeah. Roland, like the crazy that guy, dude. is hard. I picked yeah. him from the first episode. Yeah. Was. I, was, I was like, he's building a stone house. Yeah, <laughs> like, he built what? a full-on house, and like, yeah, he was he was eating the contents of the ox's stomach at like towards the end because he didn't oh, have yeah, anything right. else to eat. Oh god! Basically, chewed up grass. And from... when he took the face off of that thing and used the fat as moisturizer yeah. for his face, I was like, what? <laughs> No, yeah. There's no way there's any scientific like data to back that up. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> One of my favorites. I want to talk about normalizing obscure amounts of beverages. Uh, let me explain a little bit. Last weekend on Friday, you had the little Friendsgiving that Alec hosted. Very nice touch. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you bet. Uh, but you were being way too kind, and you told us to not bring anything besides booze, so that's exactly what I did. Um, I stopped by the LC, the liquor cabinet, 
and I discovered a four pack. I mean, I knew they were things before, but I don't think I ever bought a four pack. Shout out Portnoy. Yeah, so I did on Friday. So therefore, I think we need to capitalize on the up and coming obscure amount of beverages in a case trend that is fast approaching. Matt was <laughs> like, I just think, why not, you know, two packs? Why not four packs? Why not the tri pack? It's a pyramid. Yeah. Three beer cans. Yeah. Or like different amounts because you ever get into that pinch where you're going over to a house party, maybe to like pregame the bars or something. You're like, I don't think I'm going to have six beers, or at least I shouldn't. Plus, you know, other people are going to have drinks too. You know, they're going to offer you a shot. It's a very good idea. So, yeah, and I'm not trying to be like cheap or anything, but it's just like how many times have you and your friends – like especially like a weekend trip, how many, how much leftover drinks are there? Always, there's always. always so many leftover drinks. I'm not saying, like especially if you, you and your friends want to go and like you, you, you're, you have an Uber to take downtown yeah. or something. So you don't and want to be carrying all your shit around. Yeah, and you got to leave your fr- your drinks nine miles away at your friend's house, and you're you're not gonna go back for nine drinks because you only had three. You're just like here, yeah, you can have them. You had us over, whatever. Yeah, like I love uh, drinking Kona Big Wave. You can buy Sixers some places, but usually it's like the 12-pack of glass bottles, which is totally fine. However, I don't know if I am if I should be slugging down 12 beers before... Going know, to the bar. Yeah, going to the bar. <laughs> 12 more beers. <laughs> you guys ever pre-gamed a pre-game party? It's like, oh, yeah, we're going over to Alex to pre-game before the bars, and you have a couple beers Every before time. you go over to that person's house. That definitely happened on Friday. You're not going to show up to the pre-game sober. <laughs> yeah, this is the most awkward thing, especially if you're late. You got drinks at work late afternoon Friday, happy hour with some colleagues right after work, get home, meet up with your one or two friends, that's a, that's your third pregame, technically. Go to the bar for a quick one, perhaps a bite, fourth pregame. It's only that is it's only six forty five. It's not even seven. <laughs> <sighs> then you meet up with with the squad, if you will. You know, the big the, the, the group just it builds. It does. And then it that's slowly five parties. falls off yeah, yeah. throughout the night. And that's five parties right there. Haven't even made it to the bar yet. Then you got the post-party, post-post-party, <laughs> you know. Then you got to go eat the pizza and, you know, wind down for the night. Make brats. I think you're onto a million-dollar idea there. <laughs> that is just, what? Just drink a lot yeah. of different places? Here's my million-dollar idea. The, the, pre-game, <laughs> the pre-game package, you just make drinks for pre-games. And you just I always wondered why gas full, stations, you know how gas stations have, like, the individual pops? They should have that with like, like with like twelve ounce beers for like a dollar twenty five. You can get one bush light. Like small towns do that, I think. Small well, towns also make you to go cups. That yeah, like small towns also sell a place in Man. They yeah. also sell the twelve year olds because they know their folks. Drop, Tell your folks I says hi. A Here's a six store. pack of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that this is for your dad, store. right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink too many on the way home. <laughs> You know what? Let me open these for you. You don't want to get into the car and, you know, run into the guardrail trying to open your beer. 
that the small town uh, North Dakota bartender voice compliments him. Yeah, that. who's also like the English teacher at the elementary school. Yep. That's why the kids are just stupid as shit. <laughs> before we get into the million dollar ideas, Alec, what else do we have to cover before we get into the classic million dollars ideas? Got soy sauce on the oh, rundown. I was looking at the rundown. Sorry, my <laughs> iPad is dead. Matt's iPad. The podcast. Yeah, oh, I wrote down soy mistake. sauce. Tell us about soy sauce, please. So, Matt mentioned this weekend when we were over at the local, uh, what'd you guys call it a few episodes ago? Watering hole. Watering hole, yep. Yeah. It's a common expression. He mentioned that the China Garden, the local Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. is no not open for takeout only, no so dining. Yeah. yeah. So, no fun. No fun for you. What no, I thought no about is the last time <laughs> well, I got Marie. <laughs> last time I got takeout from them, I was sitting there eating my takeout, and I didn't use any of my soy sauce. And I set the soy sauce in my refrigerator like I was gonna use it again. Like a good gu- classic American that everybody, you are. everybody, save does that, your right? condiments and napkins, of course. But soy sauce, especially, and and all condiments in general, like in the little packets. We save those, like, the next time we go to that place, they're not going to have them. Like, we can't just get more. Yeah. It's not like you paid for them either. Yeah, they're just free. Dude, there is, I'm not kidding when I say this, in my beer fridge in my garage, there is barbecue sauce from Famous Dave's that is seven years old. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Relax. You're going to the famous guy's barbecue place as if he's not going to have barbecue sauce. I used to just rob that place of all the condiments. The only good place you need it would be, like, maybe, like, an office setting. Or, like, here at the studio, if I, like, go get food when I come over here, I like grabbing extra stuff because it's, like, nice to have here. Yeah. However, at your home, in your fridge, with your milk jug that you drink straight out of. That is wildly you don't need expired. To, yeah, you don't need, you don't know if it's expired. We don't know what butter. good milk smells like as humans. We don't know. We don't need to hoard the soy sauce. I think I don't think anybody should because every <laughs> time you order takeout from a Chinese restaurant, you will get more soy sauce. You yeah. know what? Step up the game a little bit and just steal like a full thing of ketchup and a full thing of mustard. From should we all show up next week with Di- some stolen item from a restaurant? Like a whole so stack of cups. My salt, <laughs> my salt and pe- my salt, my salt and pepper shakers upstairs are from a local just bar. Walking out with fifteen cups. Every dog. time Matt runs out of salt and pepper, he just goes and grabs lunch somewhere and just puts the empty salt. No, and my salt and pepper <laughs> shakers <laughs> are from a they bar in town. That's a good idea. No, and then he just grabs the new ones and then he's uh, just leaving empty salt and pepper shakers all over. You town. actually do this? No, I stole the salt and pepper shakers from a local bar that rhymes with Blarney Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like five years ago. I'm still using them. You're going to save a lot of money if you're going to start stealing the salt and table salt and table pepper. I like the switch idea you, better. You, know, you just leave your old ones and then you're like, where did these come from? Yeah, I should just take yeah, take my old ones just like, oh, they're out of, you're out of salt and pepper. Oh, I'll bring you some new ones. you just... Dumping it into your pocket. Like, you know, at uh, street fairs, when they have those gigantic bags of popcorn, Mm -hmm. let's order those bags and then just go to a bar and just shovel (laughs) the popcorn into your bag. (laughs) 
There you go. Well, you got popcorn for at least a month. Yeah. Cousin Eddie in Vegas vacation yeah. when he only buys one buffet and he pulls out like a duffel bag and just starts throwing buns into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I went to a butcher shop that, and I was like, hey, do you have any salt? Because I needed like table salt. And he's like, no, we don't have any like little packs, but here, let me grab you some from the back. And he just like gave me this Tupperware container for it. It was like two years ago and I still have like half of it left. A Tupperware container yeah, filled it's up, with salt? It's up on my counter. It's what I've been using. You just start <laughs> eating Himalayan pink salt. It's better for you, apparently. No, it is not. I, it's the same damn thing. Is, this, is it just a scheme? Is it, it a, is. Is it a marketing it I ploy? That. I was like, I, I Does it come from the Himalayas? comes from Himalayas. the Himalayas. Let's grab a different... In the water, and then they how sift do, it out of there. How do they get the it? Water. Why is it pink? Uh, that's just what happens in the, during the drying process. You should see, just look up a picture of them harvesting the salt from the Himalayas. It is nuts. There's salt mounds of, salt of, of the earth. Things. That's what they say. Salt, salt the on the earth. That's what we have to call me. some money to talk about. You save your money by saving the soy sauces and stealing ketchup, mustard, salt, and pepper from restaurants You're and popcorn. Not saving money with the soy sauce. Also, everything you, else, yes. You need to, you know, get a, either have a backpack or maybe be with a lady friend who's got a purse or some sort of bag. And uh, when you're done with your pint glass, just throw it in the old bag and take it home. Don't have to buy dishes. Boom. Save your money up to $1 million. And then you invest that million dollars in the lengthy list that we have provided our listeners over the last few weeks. I like how every time also at Chinese restaurants, they have to throw in a menu as if you haven't already ordered your food. Or the internet doesn't exist. As if they don't have a, their menu on their own website. I you're going to say, like also at Chinese restaurants, they just sell cats and dogs. Pretty much. If they have a change on the menu, it's just permanent marker out. There's a place in Fargo that got <laughs> banned because they found a bunch of pigeons that they were killing. And the dragons? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then it opened awesome. like a week later, just no one cared. They got rid of the pigeons, though. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. I got a couple million dollar ideas for you guys. First one is franchising a subway ship that caters to cruise ships. Like caters food or just like supplies in general? Caters subway sandwiches to Oh. A literal subway. Yeah. Why don't they just have I like they that. have to have a separate ship to dock to this ship to get subway? Yeah. I'm just floating that the seven like it I'm would cost the a million seven. dollars when you could just put your franchise in the ship. Well, yeah, you could do that too, but it'd be way more fun to have like a sub-shaped <laughs> ship that you're just yeah. <laughs> going around. Submarine, yeah, that would pop. <laughs> shaped like a sandwich. And then if they don't buy from you, you just freaking sink their boat. Yeah, man, the torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's the captain of the old ship. <laughs> I like I, that idea. International waters. So I like that idea, especially in this economy. You gotta separate yourselves from the competition. I don't know if there's currently a franchise out there that is, you know, floating. It's in international waters. There is actually. There's a gazillion of them right now. Great. They, stuck. There is a. 
it was called the McBarge, I think, and it was a McDonald's that was on like a barge that floated around. And someone they just abandoned it, and it's floating around somewhere in the world right now. They have no idea where. It's no at. idea where it's at. They see it like every couple of years. Well, all the it's still just all the meat and cheese and burgers are still good on it. No, so. it's apparently it's just full of rats that keep eating themselves. Well, McDonald's is poison, so therefore I'll send you a YouTube video. It'll go oh great with gosh, the hippos. That actually right. gives me a lot of anxiety. First idea, not bad. Not okay. bad. I'm not going to invest one, personally, but not bad. You know how everyone's always losing their reading glasses? Or like, where are my cheaters at? <laughs> okay, by everyone you mean 58 plus? Yeah. Okay. We partner with the carnival industry to make... <laughs> make... Stop. <laughs> okay. You know That's those huge right. glasses? That you can get at carnivals that are, like, comically big. We make reading glasses out of those, and then no one would ever lose them. That's actually, you totally <laughs> redeemed yourself there. Could you imagine someone just sitting on their deck reading a book with fucking huge blue glasses on? And you know the crazy part about those gigantic glasses? <laughs> Oddly enough, they stayed on your face pretty yeah, well. Yeah, they were like wedged in. I was yeah. thinking about buying some, but you were didn't thinking get a, about buying. Yeah, some. you know what? I'll order them right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a really good idea. It, it's like the oversized television remote, the oversized calculator, be a good uh, the gigantic digital clocks that are, have huge font, or the playing can... cards that you can't hold more than like yeah. two cards mm-hmm. at one time. I wonder if this is already a yeah. thing. Go fish. Go fuck yourself. Every America loves everything bigger. And I think we need to start making our reading glasses um, a lot bigger. Comically gigantic. Nobody has them yet. It's genius. These are the biggest ones I could find. I could see you wearing these. It's basically just, oh my, they're just two <laughs> giant magnifying glasses just glued to your head. Basically, basically. just turn into bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm reading my book. What else you got, Matt? Um, okay, so this has been a, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there's been a pandemic going on of not, be- over. No, not being able to ship chips over mountain ranges. Because ship, ship chips. Potato chips? Yeah, because the bags are pressurized, so they can't fly them, or they pop, or they can't drive them up to a certain altitude. Atmospheric pressure. Something like that. So we create a bag that is altitude-proof for chips. That's smart. That is very smart. I think this is just karma for... The chip companies not filling their bags up all the way. Now there's a logistical problem behind that, and they have to they, work around it. They that's, had their, re- that's on their hands. That blood is on their hands. Somebody sued. I think it was Doritos or whoever makes Frito Lay or whatever. Somebody sued them back in the day because they weren't filling them up. I, Probably I just, just some fat American. No, the guy won. <laughs> what? The guy actually won. I love the classic picture of that guy who said he ordered a six ounce steak and he's got a food uh scale yeah, and it's yeah. like 3.5 he's like subway i'm bringing my ruler there next uh, that Subway's someone next. always does that with subway this is this is what corporate america aka corp am that's what they get and you just fill up your bags all the way or come up with a different way of packaging said potato chips 
Cause Perforated How bags. loud are those bastards? You try to eat those puppies in bed without your roommates noticing? <laughs> Think again. The whole house is waking up because you're eating chips at 2 a.m. Oh, you remember Actually, when those Sun Chips bags oh. were just the loudest thing in the world? Sun Chips fucking suck. No. You take that. Not bag. if they're the only thing that you have available for chips. Uh, uh, there's one kind that's good. I think maybe Harvest Cheddar. You yep. don't think Sun Chips are good? I yep. think all Sun Chips. Oh, my God. From here on out, you keep your distance, all right? <laughs> You don't talk shit about sun chips. <laughs> Can I move my mic over like to this side of the table now? Oh, it's why, are we choosing chips. sides? Yeah, you know, the, the podcast is divided. <laughs> We're done now. That's the end of no brains, no headache. I mean, we've tried to call it off for less than that. <laughs> One time I said to Jordan, sounds like a plan, Stan. And he said, lose my number. <laughs> I have one more million dollar idea. It better be good. And yes. this one, we we market to giant companies, and it's name adjusters. You know how people have shitty job titles, myself included, and we like change them. So like janitor, sanitation engineer, mm-hmm. shit tech, <laughs> like or sanitation engineer, <laughs> trash mogul, just upscaling trash your mogul. own name. <laughs> Conglomerate. There's a lot of big words. Trash slinger. A lot of buzzwords. A lot of just flashy words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, so we big help people. Words. We help them out with their morale by giving everyone in the company a cool sounding name. A secretary, office manager. Yep. A company that actually just has lame jobs. Office facilitator. Hotel room cleanliness technician. That's a maid. <laughs> yeah. See, like that's not bad. <laughs> or, like, or like a cook, uh, culinary, uh, something. So you'd, you'd chef, be a job a chef. <laughs> job you, you, you work just out described a chef company. Well, I I just I got the idea from a tweet that I saw. That good tweet. <laughs> That's a crime scene. Good LOL. Sweet. Nice tweet. <laughs> it was from Donnie Electric, and he just said. I saw my boy across the bar telling a girl he travels for work. He delivers pizza. Championship. Yeah, you basically just have to skew the truth in your favor. The sooner in life that you start doing that, the better. I mean, you're just going to be way better off if you just you know, stretch it a little bit. Make yeah, it sound cooler than it actually is. Pad the resume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You... You know, when you go get a job, you put on this fucking face that's not actually you. What's the difference of describing your work? You know, I travel a lot for work. You deliver pizza. But you're not lying. And therefore... Sustenance delivery. That is actually the best part about job interviews is just upscaling yourself to... And in the medical field, just a valet at the hospital. <laughs> that you promptly got fired for showing up drunk to work again. <laughs> again. <laughs> That's strike one as you just drive through the doors of the hospital. Oh, damn, these things are fast. Clutch uh, got away from me. I mean, on my resume, I have able to operate a Zamboni. Oh, or any job ever, sales associate. 
Sales associate. It's like, uh, you're a priest. You you are you stock the the crackers at the grocery store. Well, sales associate. I associated the sale of those crackers by putting them on the floor. <laughs> One time, the guy, there was some guy that we have this uh, where I work at. I'm just like the office assistant, and this guy called in, and we were having an office party. It was like four forty-five on a Friday. Ever office party had already started. I was a little wasted. Answered the phone, and he's like, "Hi, I'm just wondering if you'd like to." continue to subscribe to our magazine blah 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 and i'm like do we already he's like yep you guys do he's like can i get your name and what is your job title and i was like um office bitch put that down can you do that and he just laughed and he goes okay yep sounds good linchpin of the operation <laughs> someone needs to clean up a bag of shit that fell over i'll be there that is me <laughs> someone need you gets now. the flu and vomits all over the shop floor i'll be there <laughs> the toilet backs up and that make me kind of sad and pants <laughs> <laughs> oh buffalo nickel <laughs> How many? How much debt are we going into with those million dollar ideas? Uh, I don't know. The, it's the, the submarine it, one might be a lot of you know upfront capital. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna front us like a hundred seventy million dollars for also, a sub or ship. It, just need to is it gonna be in the shape of a listener. sub? Like the like the yeah, big boy it, rocket? Abs- absolutely. It's gonna be painted. You're gonna see the different kinds of meats. I'm thinking spicy Italian, okay. but I can go to meatball if need be. Yeah. Ooh. What is what's Jared's status? Is he in jail or? Oh yeah, he should be. I, I watched think. a documentary on him. He was fucking weird. Can we get a holding cell in the submarine so he's still technically in prison, but on the ship? It's international waters. How do we get him there? I don't know. I think usually people register their ships with Liberia because it's cheaper. So we'd have to get him to Liberia. How do you know this? I'm my name is Borat. I like you. That's how he knows it. I like sex. <laughs> it's nice. Very nice. <laughs> I'm going to take the Liberia comment with the grain of salt. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> how do you, you know, know You know, at, at, at the end of the day, you just got to, you know, reel it in and get your ships registered with Liberia. <laughs> Anybody's listening and wanting to start their own <laughs> ship company. Yeah, by the way, a little hot tip here uh, from No Brains, No Headache Podcast. If you want your <laughs> ship to be international water ready, you go through Liberia. That's our international yeah, water guy. His fingers are turning red. He's so ready to say this. A ship's owner. Why are cruise ships registered in Liberia? Ships owner elect to register their ships in a foreign country, which is able to avoid regulations of the owner's country, which may, for example, have stricter safety standards. Is Liberia just like the loosest yeah. country <laughs> in the world? It just has like a cannonball hole on the side of the ship. He's got documentation. <laughs> Here you go. Hmm. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I was going to do a goodbye to the Viking season segment, but... I guess we'll what? just have to postpone that until later in the season when the inevitable heartbreak comes. Um, I was going to say the beginning of the day is a lot different than the end of the day. Like you hear people say, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like football coaches, we just got to, you know, 
Our defense has to play better at the end of the day. It's like, well, what about the beginning of the day? Why didn't Why didn't that happen at the beginning of the day? I watched that game, actually, believe it or not. I was so hungover yesterday. I didn't watch any football. I surprisingly yeah. wait. No, I, I watched. This is why we don't talk about football on the shows because every Sunday, <laughs> yeah, at least sixty six percent of this podcast is just clinging to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, it's like I got an extra bedroom upstairs and just hired a nurse. To. <laughs> yeah, I'll read you Matt's text to me yesterday while I was laying on the couch. <laughs> I'm actually not hungover today. I'm starving, but I don't want to move. I said, I'm going through the exact same thing. Ha ha. He goes, I think I made brats last night and puked up brats last (laughs) night. (laughs) And then another text from him goes, I'm going to call Papa John's and just ask them to come shoot me. (laughs) I'm willing to bet that most Papa John's delivery drivers have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weren't you telling me about a pizza delivery guy oh yeah there's a pizza delivery guy who came over to my college house and he we're like do you want a beer because like there was like classic th- there was like three months straight where we like always made the pizza guy chug a beer nice and this guy just like stayed for an hour and then he's like yeah i don't like my job very much so he quit stayed for an hour left and he was working at Pizza Hut, and like the next week, I saw him delivering for Domino's. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're out of beer, bro. So we have to tell him to get out of the house. Just like, yeah, we're all out of beer, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the hit the old uh, dusty trail. It's seven thirty on a Saturday. Yeah, you know, never too early. <laughs> <laughs> Got church in the morning. The old uh, Papa John's. They actually have fire pizza at Papa John's. Remember the beginning of the internet and all the socials? How many videos would we would you see of some college town offering a pizza delivery driver, you know, a beer, a bong hit, uh, a shot, or a chug of whiskey? I think it should be socially acceptable for them to take one if, of those. If anybody can mm-hmm. be driving drunk, it's pizza delivery people. Or is that what we're saying? Are yep. we putting, we as a society should put pizza delivery people above the law. Am I understanding <laughs> that correctly? Well, <laughs> well, above and below the law because, <laughs> because they're technically be under the legal limit. We need to supply pizza delivery drivers with breathalyzers and guns. Yes. Okay. And liquor. Now, no, the houses that they deliver to tip in the form of liquor. We should also train them to be our law enforcement. I think we're integrating law enforcement with pizza delivery drivers, and that's probably the smartest thing you could do. Papa John's how much presents shit? the law enforcement. <laughs> I wonder, how much sketchy shit do pizza drivers? Tipping a delivery driver. Like, could you like just like how far could you push it? Be like, hey man, I don't have any cash to tip you, so but got a little crack we, over here. Here, you can have this chair. You can have this <laughs> half bottle of vodka that I drink. Here's my Rolex <laughs> off my wrist. Yeah. Just see how far you could push it. You can Big Daddy when they're trick-or-treating. Just get some <laughs> box of cereal. What else you got? CDs. Some, some, some CDs. <laughs> yeah. Comes like, in through the back door. He's like, come on, what else you got? Here's <laughs> a diver's watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
the end of the day, though, we just we got to talk about Squanto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alec, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I I don't even know if we want to talk about this, but I I, I specifically Good remember start. learning about who Squanto is. Is it every single thing that Squanto and all these people from back in the day during that era? Not a. I don't remember it, but I mean, pe- yeah, it's busy. in it's Just in the history books and everything. Yo yo, you Dave can was, read about it in a book. Yo yo, Dave was taking him to the back room. I can barely Squanto. remember what I said on Saturday last week. Yeah, it's because you but, had fourteen drinks in your system. True, but you don't think Squanto had anything to drink, or I don't know. What I just, did I'm just confused do? at how we can remember. Everything from that time era, it's all written down. All the decisions in every single point of these people's lives were written Squanto down. helped out the pilgrims, so the pilgrims did the honorable thing and raped and pillaged through villages. Mm-hmm. He helped them do that? Maybe. You, wait, that's what you just said. Well, you said they, Squanto he helped, helped the pilgrims no. and then went on to say the pilgrims raped and pillaged. <laughs> That's so it sounds like Squanto raped the pilgrims are assholes, are they? Yes, and he helped them be assholes. Probably, I thought he was a good guy. I don't know. He was born in Massachusetts in 1585. See, like, how do they know all this stuff? They know everything about these people. Do the tea, like everything about just make shit up. There was a female pope one time. But there was, like, somebody that was sitting there documenting, like, on the Lewis and Clark, like, trip. York. He's got documentation. (laughs) Why do we call it the Lewis and Clark trip when York went along with, too? Yeah, He taught the colonists to bury dead fish in the soil for fertilizer. That's probably how they all got dysentery and died. It could have something to do with it, maybe. Not, they repaid them with like blankets. With all the, what I wrote down, them with with blankets the full of smallpox. Now I still forget what I say. It. People are learning about what Squanto said. I can't even remember what I said. Read up on Squanto. Tell us what you think. Or don't. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. Just do whatever you want. Yeah, let's, no brains, no edit. Yeah, let's fucking wrap this shit up. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at NBNH Podcast. And leave us a review. And I'll buy you a 30 rack. First person to leave a review with Alex's name in it gets a 30 rack from the boys.